Good morning and welcome to episode number two of the Focus 15th called Your Message Drives Movement During Messy Times. On the last episode, we explored the importance of mindset during messy times. Today, we'll focus on creating movement or action through your messaging with clients and prospects. I've heard from a number of advisors recently that they feel that opportunities are moving into and through their pipelines at a slower rate because of what's taking place in the economic arena. If you're concerned that people won't make a decision or take action because they feel beat up by this environment, I'd ask yourself if you've demonstrated in a really tangible way that you truly are different and better, not just at the beginning of the relationship, but throughout the relationship cycle. Are you truly preparing like a pro for every serious interaction with prospects and clients? Have you written down and shared your process with people in terms of updates, the reviews that you'll have, the type of communication frequency method? I think today you really want to explicitly share how you will support the execution of their plan to really open up the curtains and share what the experience is going to be, what they can expect. Planning and ultimately the client's plan is the stabilizing factor in a destabilized environment. Remember, many clients of other advisors and firms don't have plans, not the way we provide planning, right? They have investments. They have a collection of offered services, but they don't have the level of clarity and reassurance of a true plan and comprehensive team built around that plan the way that you do. So what I'm absolutely certain of having been now retained by a large number of clients over the years is that if a client feels that they're actually involved in designing and co-designing the plan, they'll almost always move forward with you. If they design the plan, they own the plan. It's not uncommon though to witness a reduction in the overall money in motion within organizations today, but it's not evenly distributed within the population of a given organization. In other words, some advisors' pipelines become sparse. Some advisors flourish. Some advisors see this economic trauma as a reason that things can't be accomplished. And a smaller percentage say, this is actually my opportunity because now everything that's going on means I'm even more valuable. When the stock market was going up like crazy and interest rates were low and gas prices were low, et cetera, advisors played an important role with people. But the role had a lot to do with how to manage money to get the optimal return within the risk profile that the client wanted. And it's different now. Now it's the ability to cause people to believe that you as a potential advisor or current advisor are someone who understands them, can help them navigate their way through all of these various disconcerting challenges and issues to a place of more peacefulness. And so, yes, we may see pipelines in certain teams or firms shrink, but yours doesn't need to. Because often for the most brilliant of advisors, challenging times means many more opportunities. But I understand it's easy to rationalize that people don't want to talk to you about what's going on right now. But the reality is they don't want to be talking to people who don't know how to help them deal with that but they absolutely do want to talk about what they need to be doing. And that's the value of having a plan that we're executing as the bedrock of our relationship. 
Because then during times like this, it's a matter of adjusting our strategies, adjusting our conversations around the external events that impact how the plan is going to function. The bedrock, the stabilizing factor remains intact. So here's the bottom line. It may be that advisors actually have more impact on the money that's in motion than prospective clients or clients have on how much money is in motion. It may in fact be the behavior of or lack of behavior of some percentage of the population of people who provide financial advice that causes this guardedness, this shutdown, this reticence to take action that ultimately results in pipelines essentially becoming empty. So what we want to do now is shift the paradigm. Tough times benefit the most prepared, proactive, and disciplined people. It's why there are a huge number of millionaires created as a result of the Great Depression. But when clients are worried or frustrated, they want more from the people that they respect and trust. They want more from you. They don't want less of you right now. And as we talked about in episode one, it's important to first internalize how people benefit from the relationship that they have with you, why they hire you. And writing this down to have that level of clarity is so important now because the clarity will create calm and it's critical to be calm today so that you can create an environment in which people that are seemingly more guarded will open up to you. The other thing that I hear frequently from advisors is it's just tough to get people to move today. And I put the emphasis not on getting people to move, but rather the emphasis should be on the thing that causes people to move, which is that they feel that they're headed in an appropriate direction for them. And it's appropriate because it's co-designed with the client through our understanding of what and who is important to them. And then, of course, there's the right balance between upside and risk. But when the client feels that this is really the appropriate direction, because we've provided the clarity, we've developed trust, and they feel fully understood, regardless of what's happening with some of the external factors, they will move forward. Now, many of us have read the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and the premise there being that clients or prospective clients will make a decision within just a few minutes on whether or not they're going to hire you, therefore, whether they trust you. And I think that's generally true, but I would say that during times like this, it's probably not a couple of minutes, right? It's longer than that. But it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on how puzzled people are and in many cases, how cynical people have become. I spoke with a client yesterday who told me he stopped watching the news altogether because he recognized he'd moved from being skeptical to a true cynic. And he didn't like himself as as being cynical. And maybe in some situations today, you can ask a prospect, are you skeptical? about whether people can help you design and implement a plan to assist you in reaching these goals, to make these things happen that are important to you. But here's the key, don't rush them. And that doesn't mean don't create the appropriate sense of urgency, but rather be a guide for them, walk at their side as they navigate this journey of finding clarity and confidence and ultimately peace that they desire. 
Because in difficult times, in anxiety-ridden times, persuasion can often feel like pressure. And most people will push back against pressure. So if we can get our prospects, our clients to talk about things that are bothersome to them and which are controllable and which are not controllable and why they're bothersome, you know, when people begin to reveal themselves at that level to you, it means that they're trying to find an appropriate reason to rationalize a relationship. So people will test you even more today to find out if the conversations that you're having with them is really about you just trying to convince them that you're great as an investment or fiduciary or planning firm, or if in fact you're really interested in getting to know them and not just getting to know about them. And there is a difference. So personal connection and connectedness is critical. And it's always been more important that we understand the person versus focus on the money because the money is just a tool. But I, I see this every day, at least once a day, where I'm talking to a client, or in this case, it was a few days ago, a friend of mine who would be in profile as a client for many of you. And he said, you know, he's changing his trust officer after a decade plus because he was just irritated by feeling insignificant. It had nothing to do with interest rates, the economy, gas prices, you name it. He was just tired of fundamentally being ignored. So it's time for EQ over IQ, the connection factor. And it's about what I call action-oriented empathy. Empathy is very important in relationships, as we know. Contrary to what one may think, discussing and understanding the negative emotions of others doesn't increase anxiety. It actually decreases anxiety. And so if you understand why somebody says something or why they're frustrated or fearful or angry, you're going to feel better able to help them and empower them. So I'd put the emphasis on how do you get people, whether they are a prospect or an existing client, to really tell you their story and our stories continue to evolve, to tell you who and what matters to them, to answer your questions like, why is this important? Answer your questions like, how are you feeling about this? Are you satisfied about that? So we're really taking a high EQ approach. And of course, we balance that with the IQ side of describing the plan, describing the types of investments that we'll be using in the near term for them. So we've got the IQ part, but the reality is people aren't hesitant to move for lack of facts right now. They aren't moving because they're scared. It's not because they're lacking facts. It's because they're scared. They're confused. That's why they're not moving or moving as quickly as we'd like them to. But that's exactly the reason that they should move. So the thing is to get people to start thinking about this differently and stop focusing on the things they can't control. Focus on the things that they can with your help. And one of the best ways to accomplish that is by asking the right questions well. And here's a few examples. So you may ask, is the financial situation that's unfolding currently, interest rates, inflation, et cetera, of less, more, or the same concern to you than other similar times in recent history? Are there any particular areas in which you're concerned that something or someone that you care about will be adversely affected by what's transpiring? 
Do you feel that you have a team around you with whom you can have a candid, confidential conversation about the most significant concerns you have? And I'm not talking strictly about your investment advisor. I'm talking about a connected and comprehensive multidisciplinary group of individuals with whom you can have deep, meaningful conversations about things that are related to the economic environment, the implementation or lack of implementation of your plan, how it's going to impact other people. So what you're really asking is, are things troubling you? And do you have people who are really listening to you? Do you have a team with various types of specialties that can bring a greater sense of clarity and calm that things will be okay for you and the people that you're closest to? Do you have the ability to put people together to have a talk about those types of things? Right? Do you ever find yourself wondering if you're on the right path? Are you confident that you'll have the lifestyle you want in the future? And are you certain you'll be able to take care of your family the way that you want to? But we ask the right questions well so that people, when they answer, can hear themselves saying, yes, I'm frustrated, I'm fearful, I'm confused, I'm uncertain. And then we can ask them, in essence, why would you continue to stay in a situation where you are frustrated or fearful or confused, right? How are, how are you benefiting from that? Are you just going to remain anxious about this? Now, I wouldn't say it exactly that way, of course, right? I'd say it slightly differently to a prospect or client, um, somewhat like this. Is there anything getting in the way of you taking action to alleviate or improve this frustration, to gain the type of clarity that you're looking for and develop a plan more closely aligned to your view of success for you, your family, your business? And if so, what? Because I have full confidence my team and I can help you get there. You can then describe your role for clients who ultimately choose to use you in this capacity. And it's to do more than create and execute a plan and keep it up to date. Your job is to be a catalyst for them, to cause things they want done to happen to the extent that you can influence that. It's to be a strategist. A strategist is a person who takes the long view. And it's a process through which we plan our tactics in advance. And then for a number of families, you act as a synergist, which is where you get all the various elements, mostly people, to really function as a team for the benefit of their mutual client. Your role is catalyst and strategist and synergist. So yes, this is a tough time, right? but it's also a time just absolutely ripe with opportunity. But opportunities are created and advanced when we take purposeful and fully prepared for action through the execution of a consistent contact strategy with prospects, clients, and partners. Execute well, and I look forward to our next conversation in two weeks' time on the first Monday of the month.